welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast coming at you from the Adirondacks. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and with me is... Cranky, and we have a special guest this evening as well. Mrs. Cranky. Over there playing the quiet part. So, why are we up here? Oh, I don't know, Crank. What do we always do? (laughs) Well, this is a hiking podcast, so it probably has something to do with that. Mm. So, President's Day, we both have tomorrow off. All of us have tomorrow off. So we said, what the hell? Let's come up here for some jollification and a lot of exertion. And today, we hiked Whiteface. Woohoo! Um... I'm looking for the number, so if you would like to talk about the trail for a little bit and stall for time. Oh, sure. All right. Stalling for time. So the trail to go up to Whiteface and Esther, which is usually the two summits that you hit just because they're next to each other and about a mile and a half to two miles from each other. Um, so you can be a cheater. And you can drive up to the top of the mountain and summit. Or you can cheat a different way and take the ski lift up to um, a good part of the mountain and just hike the rest up. Or you can be like us intrepid hikers and the majority of those who want to complete their 46 and do it the classic way. Which is roughly a 10 mile round trip hike. That starts on the northeastern end of that range. And the parking lot is in the atmospheric weather center. Whiteface is basically uh, the Mount Washington of the Adirondacks. It makes its own weather. It has a toll road up to the top. Yes, you can take the road up, except it is closed, closed in, in the, the winter, winter yes. and we will talk about why, because <laughs> we had a little problem today. We did. So, quick stats. <coughs> so, um, we did 7.2 miles, and yes, if that sounds a little short, it is, because we did not summit. We will talk about why. Either. <laughs> no, no, either. Yes. <laughs> wah, wah. Um... Our elevation gain, I think it was more than this, but all trails are saying 2,779 feet. And I was rounding it up to, from what my stats say, it was about a nine-mile trek with 3,200 gain. Mm -hmm. So we usually cut our losses and go right in the middle. Yep. Um, Four hours, 46 minutes moving time. Hmm. Total, I'm shocked. I did not realize that we stopped this much. Five hours, 26 minutes total. What was the moving time? Four hours, 46 minutes. So it's saying we stopped for a total of about 45 minutes. Huh. I I guess it's possible, but... <clears throat> I guess so, but it was so cold that... Yeah. We did not want to stop. No. Hmm. So you leave, you park in, well, the route we took. There's also, you can leave from the reservoir. That adds about two, two miles. miles. And then there's another route, but we chose... The classic route. The like, classic route. Yeah. So we got our asses there at 5.15-ish. 
And where you catch this parking lot, it's right up the road from the town of Wilmington, which is the main town closest to Whiteface. So if you were to stay, if you were skiing, you would either stay in Lake Placid or you would stay in Wilmington. And <clears throat> we rolled in about 515. Mm -hmm. um, you found on the Facebook, I hate Facebook now, but <clears throat> this is one of the few benefits. Uh, you found a group on there that helped us out. I did. Adirondack Trail Conditions. And because we were looking at different temperatures and different weather, I decided to ask the people who know the area a lot better than we do, what do you think? Because we were looking at a few different trails. We were looking at Esther Whiteface. We were looking at the McIntyre Range, so Mount Wright, mm -hmm. Algonquin, and Iroquois. We were, I slipped in Street Nye. I was looking for um, not terribly long hikes because we did have a time in mind that we wanted to be done. Yes. So they were getting the warm weather that we were getting. Uh, we were reaching about 60 degrees on Thursday, and up here... It was about 45 degrees so and raining. So what was happening was there was a quick melt. There was a lot of rain and there's been a lot of flooding up here. That We'll talk about that too. This might be a long episode. Yeah. <clears throat> so that also affects the peaks. Uh, like last week when we were doing Wittenberg in the Catskills slush and then a mass freeze overnight and that turns to ice. And that's exactly what happened Friday to Saturday. And then you get ice walls. Oh, yeah. So I asked the folks, what would you think? What do you think we should do? And they said, don't do right in Algonquin. They are exposed peaks. You will get not only ice, you will get a crazy amount of wind. So stick with Esther and Wife. Interesting, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what we did. So... You leave from the Atmospheric Center parking lot, and after a very short walk, you start going up Marble Mountain. Oof. This is point nine, yeah, straight up, and steep, very steep. It it is a very intense grade. I did not do well this morning. Normally, normally crank is gazelling up these mountains but it was not happening this you morning you were not feeling it um the ultra lone peak high tops are great one of the reasons they're great is because they're light that also means that there's not a lot of insulation and for the first time maybe ever i started feeling tingling in my toes which is the first sign of frostbite so i started to get a little nervous Stopped, <clears throat> added another layer of socks, and that seemed to solve the issue, but I was just not enjoying that climb. You, on the other hand... <laughs> it helped that we started in the dark, and I couldn't see really what was ahead of me. I kept my head down one foot at a time. There was, It was very steep, but I did not mind that ascent at all. So, how to endear yourself to your friends. I said, you're like a horse. Just blindfold <laughs> you, and you're good to go. Yep. Um, <laughs> throw in a quick gear review, your light hat thing. Oh, yeah. 
I was able to use one of a Christmas gift from Crank and Mrs. Crank, and that was a beanie with a built-in headlamp. Go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> yes, go back and listen to our Christmas gear haul. Uh, and it worked wonderfully. And I don't think I even ever gave it a full charge. And nope. This is you, it from, was right out of the box. It was right out of the box. And it kept for the 45 minutes to an hour that we needed to use it. So you get to the top of marble. Which is at 2,700 and change. It flattens out. Actually, it's, it flattens out for a while. And then you start going up. Now, mind you, reading the reviews of this, they're like, the first mile is the worst. It's the most grueling. After that, it's a cakewalk. <laughs> oh, like, what are these people smoking? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I. It was better, but. I started to enjoy it then. Yeah, and it was So fun. that is the Wilmington Trail. Yeah. So after you do Marble Mountain. It links up to the Wilmington Trail. And when you start this trail in the daytime and you get up to the top of Marble, you see this prominence right in front of you. And did we think it was Mount Lookout? Yes. Okay. There is another mountain in front of you, which is neither Whiteface or Aster. So then we go up to the top of Mount Lookout. So, Lookout Mountain, yep, that's right. what it is. All right. So that, if you take the Wilmington Trail, we did not see the turnoff for this. We missed this. We weren't interested in it anyway. But it is beyond the summit of marble, and it's an offshoot, and that is Lookout Mountain. Um, that's actually on, that is so weird. It's called the... Oh, the Esner Trail. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> um, it is, from that point on, a very typical Adirondacks Trail. It continues to be a very gnarly ascent. Um, I'm glad that we did it in the snow because the rocks, the roots, yep. drink. Drink. Cheers. <laughs> We're covered by the snow. Uh, we are drinking Mrs. Cranky's Crystal, while well, I'm drinking Miss Cranky's Crystal Head Vodka. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm your typical college student, even though I'm not. <laughs> yes. Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> uh, I made a white Russian. Cannot recommend Crystal Head. Crystal Head or Crystal Skull? Crystal Head, I think. Crystal Head Vodka. Anyway. Sounds like an Indiana Jones movie. Um, there, there was a shitty Indiana Jones movie about the Crystal Skulls, and it was the worst fucking movie ever. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's why people tune in. Um, yeah, <clears throat> snow covers up the rocks, but it is still a gnarly ascent with only one switchback. You were very excited. I was so excited to like a switchback, and of course, like we're crunching on the snow. So I'm like, what a switchback? Switch what? Motherfucker, stop walking! I'm excited. It's a switchback. <laughs> but literally, there is only one. I put on my goggles at that point. I realized my eyes were frozen, not my eyelashes, not my eyebrows, my eyes. So that is very bad. Don't fucking do that. Yeah, I, I lost my sunglasses on the trail. Tragedy. It is. They were wonderful. They were pink 
polarized sunglasses. So if you see a pair of pink polarized sunglasses in the Adirondacks, please like on contact us. Wilmington Trail. Please yeah. contact Rocks and Roots on I'm so Instagram. Upset about I just bought it like three weeks ago. So then eventually mm. you hit the, the turn off. Yes, the junction. And by this point, we said, you know what, we're gonna skip Esther altogether and mm-hmm. we're going to get to the top of Whiteface and turn around. So, we got to the junction for Esther. We're like, awesome. Final push to the top. It's about a mile and a half from there to the top. I would say. And that's when it really starts to chill out. Yes. And you go down a little bit. You do some nice walking. You're not heavy breathing. It's actually very pleasant for, I'd say, about third of a mile or so yep and you were able to see finally the the summit of whiteface with Which the weather center on top had no clouds looked yeah. great um so we were like awesome this is gonna be great we're gonna finish this off uh we passed the pass which is really cool the ski uh lift yeah one of the ski lifts so in the summertime when it's not running you can sit and maybe have your lunch in sitting in the ski lift i know somebody that did that Mr. James Appleton of 4646. Yes. <laughs> so then it starts to go up again for the final. Bless you. It starts to go up again for the final push. Um, and it is fairly intense. Some asshole was post holing and kind of fucked up that section of trail a little bit. Yeah, the worst possible place to do that. Yes. And you could see this person's tracks like thigh deep. The grade was so steep Mm -hmm. at that point because what you're doing is you're walking up to the retaining wall of the road the road and when you get to the retaining wall you you kind of have to scale almost scale the damn wall the trail almost disappears it gets very very narrow because all of the snow and ice is coming down that retaining wall and piling up there's a lot of drifts there the trail disappears. I was going sideways, kind of crossing my feet. You're almost better off hugging the trees. Yeah, I was against the wall. You chose the, the trees. trees. I think yeah. you chose the better option. We ran into, and we were very happy to be able to thank them. We were following tracks of another group. Um, there are two of them, and we were thrilled that they had broken out the trail for us. Yeah. And we ran into them. We were able to thank them. And they're like, do you have an ice axe? I'm like, no, no, we don't. Well, in my closet. Yes. In New <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> which isn't helping us. No. Um, so they said there's a ice wall where the trail and the road intersect. Mm. We're like, okay, thank you for letting us know. Thank you for breaking out the trail. And they said that they were holding on to the trees for dear life to try to get up this ice wall. And they said they only made it because there were two of them. So I'm imagining they were like pulling each other up as well. So we got to the road. <clears throat> there was a section that I didn't want to do. So I hopped over the retaining wall. Mm-hmm immediately immediately when you hop over that retaining wall there's a wall of wind that hits you in the face 
Yes, because you're above tree line now. The road creates an artificial wind tunnel, basically. Mm. So we found the spot that they were talking about. <clears throat> we decided we are not going to attempt that. Super gnarly. And we decided to walk the road. This is where we screwed up. We should have, I bought a brand new um, balaclava. <clears throat> I should have put it on before we climbed over the retaining wall. Should have put my goggles back on. Should have layered up and geared up before we hit the road. So we start walking the road, maybe a 10th of a mile in. I was like, all right, I gotta layer up now. So I turned around, so the wind is blowing at my back. It was about negative 11. Yeah, about 40 mile an hour winds. With a 40 mile an hour wind. And while he was doing that, I couldn't just stay still. I needed to keep moving. So we saw a sign up ahead. It was... The 4800 sign, maybe? It was the uh, 4500. 4500. Sign. And I said, I'm going to walk to the sign. And then reassess. And we'll reassess. I couldn't get more than 20 feet, and the wind was just, the icy wind was just hitting my face, going up into my sleeves, um, my fingers immediately went numb. Through the gloves. Through the gloves. And I said, this is a bad- Through your buff on your face. This is a bad idea. This We need to stop. So yeah, your flight or uh, fight went off, and yeah, turn around. I turned around. <clears throat> So, I said, that's it. We're done. So I got my balaclava out. I was ready to put it on, and, and I hear, it's too dangerous. Too dangerous. Like, all right, done. Because yeah. that, that's our deal. And if you have a hiking partner, highly recommend that that is your fucking deal. If one of you says enough. That's our safe word. Yep. <laughs> our safe word is, it's too dangerous. <laughs> no, that's our safe word. This is Frankie. <laughs> Yep, our safe word is too dangerous, damn yes. it. <laughs> so, it's like, all right, that's it. Then we're done. Uh, so we started walking back down, and you're like, I'm so sorry. And then there's no sorries if one of you is done, if one of us is done. He beat me with a trucking pole afterwards, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there was no safe word. So, going down, mm. uh, same thing that happens every single one of these trails. Like, when you go down, your perspective is very different. We got some really cool pictures that we'll put on the Instagram. Oh, we forgot to mention, once we got onto the road, the weather had changed. Yes. So, um, Whiteface, much like Mount Washington, makes its own weather. And we'll talk about all the science behind that in a minute. Yeah. But it was now in a cloud. So not just the wind, but it was dark, it was creepy, it was like another planet, because it was inside a cloud. Um, and then as soon as you hit the tree line again, sun is shining, everything is great. The wind ceased almost yep. immediately once it we is got back so in the, in weird. the trees. Yeah. yeah, it is so weird. So going down, <clears throat> we're always amazed because your perspective is different. You're looking down on what you've walked up. Right. You're like, oh my god, we, we walked did up this. this? Like, it is a very, <clears throat> very intense trail. I would put it on par with intensity. I would say it's it's almost Mount Washington, Mount Washington level. Yeah, I would definitely say 
Uh, Mount Washington is still more difficult and intense, but this is not far behind. Yeah, we said that we've experienced Mount Washington in winter, basically. Yes. Yeah. So, um, went back down, stopped at the ski lift, talked to Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, rescue ranger. <laughs> you ended rescue ranger. I did. Um, there's we, obviously... We got to talking to the nice man at the top the of the ski The ski patrol lift. who had a yeah. name tag on. His name is Brandon. His name is Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, Brandon. rescue ranger. <laughs> so, you know, we were... We were chit-chatting, and he said, yeah, I got up to um, negative 68 a couple of weeks ago up at the top of Whiteface. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's insane. Um, Algonquin reached that. Marcy reached negatives in the negative 60s, which I can't imagine how cold I, yeah, I that is. Because at negative 11 with 40-mile-an-hour wind, you were getting numb. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the descent in spots is pretty difficult because the grade is pretty intense. Ran into a couple of backcountry skiers. Yeah. A they, lot of people, actually. Yeah, a to. lot of people. Um, more ladies than guys out there today, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. The first group that we came across, I think it was the first group. Yes. Yes. Uh, three people, a lady and two gentlemen, um, kind of gauging from us, like, how's the conditions and everything, and they were about to go up white, uh, Esther, I'm sorry. They were about to hit the road. Yeah, they were. Oh, we met them at the Esther Junction, yes. Esther Junction, right. And so we were letting them know what we had just experienced about 20 minutes before, and they're like, we may be following you back. Yep. (laughs) So they said, they, uh, they didn't go up Esther. I, we saw them going right to Whiteface at that point. So I wonder. I wonder how they did. <clears throat> Esther is unmarked and unmaintained, by the way. Yeah. Um, but we will report on that when we do it eventually. So <clears throat> ran into one lady without snowshoes and just one person not doing what they're supposed to do. The section of trail that we were on when we ran into her was completely fucked up. And that's just one person without mm-hmm. snowshoes. So put on your fucking snowshoes. That's right. Even though, we learned, like we learned from Mr. Zaharik, technically you don't need them because it's not in the guidelines for that mountain or in a couple of others in the, in the high peaks. However. Right. Be courteous. Be courteous. And it just makes your life easier too. Yes. Um, the tubs, I have 25-inch... Tubs, I don't know the model, but... um Snowshoes. Snowshoes. They have the lifter on them. Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, Cranky has more issues with his... The lower half of his legs yes. than I do. So I don't have risers on my MSR Evos. Um, and I was okay. I felt... a wee bit of tightness in my right Achilles, but that went away quickly. Yeah, the lifters saved my ass. Yeah. Uh, when we got back to Marble, <laughs> that's when things started to fall apart for you. You didn't fuel <laughs> enough. No, I, I started to, you know what, I had a really good breakfast, even though breakfast didn't taste, I mean, it tasted okay, but it was freeze-dried granola. in granola, and you just add water and it creates milk. 
there's milk in there too, dried milk. It was good. It gave me the calories and the protein, the fat I needed to get up the mountain halfway up. I had a cliff bar and that helped me until we stopped at Whiteface, turned around and um, got to Marble. You should have had something at Marble. I should have had something at Marble. Absolutely. I should have too. Um, and we know this because that's when you started to live up to your namesake. Yes, I started tumbling. <laughs> How many tumbles did we do down marble? Twice. Um, Twice. One was, well, both are, were because of ice. Um, no, I'm sorry. One was because of ice. One, I, I tripped over my snowshoes and I landed the second time so gracefully. I almost took Frankie yeah, you down. Yeah, almost took me out. <laughs> There's like a trekking pole flying past me. It was like... <laughs> Um, so yeah, get back to the car and then we did other stuff, which we will talk about, but what did we learn? How could we have been more successful? Um, well, for me, I should have, because I always do, and I didn't this time, was pack another layer and my puppy. Okay. As well as pack my thicker gloves. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what, in the past when we did Cascade Porter and it was negative 20, I had the gloves that I wore today and it was completely fine. Less wind. Less wind. And that was the issue. So, do uh, that balaclava. Yes, get a balaclava. And not lose my sunglasses. I should have layered up before breaking tree line. Yeah. Um... I mean, we would have turned around anyway because you said turn around and that's fine. But so we are basically thinking of, hi, Tina, if you're listening, um, we're (laughs) prepping for Adams and we will not make these same mistakes on Adams. Nope. Um, The other hobby that we picked up. (laughs) Oh, great. You said the word. It's a hobby now. Yes. Um, Actually, how do we want to do that? We're planning as we're recording. That's awesome. Do you want to do the history, or you want to do the other thing and then the history? Might as well just cover Whiteface Esther now and then start yep. on our hobby. <laughs> so that is the the trekking portion over. Um, Your after action report. Yes. It's a great trail. Just don't make some of the same mistakes that we did. Try it in the summer first. Yep, try it in the summer first. Um, it's very, very difficult, but well worth it. If you complete it. Looking at a really gnarly blister on my pinky right now. The toe jam, folks, is real. Yeah, because the <clears throat> descent. Going down marble. Even just overall the descent. But then especially marble. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. My pinky toe is not happy. So we were wondering, as we were coming down marble, we saw all of these concrete footers. Mm-hmm. And just going down marble itself, it looks like a ski slope. Ski slope. And it we saw very all straight. Of, yep. We saw all these footers and you were like I wonder if this was a ski slope. So then <laughs> <laughs> So when we got back, I did some sleuthing and I found this article from SUNY Albany that's titled called How New York Lost Its Marble <sighs> by Phil Johnson. And Phil Johnson goes on to say that, why, yes, it was a ski slope that didn't last very long as a ski slope due to? Uh, The conditions. Yes. So they were planning this in the 30s. Um, 
the Lake Placid Adirondack area wanted to compete with Stowe in Vermont. Um, they wanted to compete with, what was the other one? I don't know if Killington was around yet as a... But as definitely a they wanted to compete. Yeah, they, they wanted to compete with Stowe. Yeah. So they started the planning. They built the road. They built the road. <clears throat> World War II happens. Um, and they chose Marble Mountain because a lot of it had been cleared for logging. So it was convenient to build. Mm. It was a really shitty location for a ski slope, as it turns out. So, I'm sorry. When you're once again looking at Marble and you're faced with this ascent that we did, if you look to your right, you see this mountain tunnel, basically. And that is where the wind comes around and hits Marble Mountain. So Marble is not a very high mountain, but the winds from the tops of the other peaks shoot right down and make it unbearable. Yep. Um, <clears throat> fortunately, we didn't experience a lot of that today. No, not in Marble. It, it didn't get bad till we got to the top of Whiteface. So World War II happens. Obviously, no one is thinking about skiing. But they got it done right after, 1949, on Christmas Day. New Year's. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. <clears throat> the first skiers start um, going down, and that's By awesome. By February, it was fully open. February yep. 19th, it officially had opened. But it didn't last much into the 50s because... Uh, it is extremely windy, so all of the snow gets blown off of it constantly, and it's ice. Right, so what they did is they moved the slope to the north face of Whiteface Mountain. And they um, still use some of the, the lifts for a ski patrol and for the rescue rangers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's different about Whiteface from other mountains which includes Marcy, uh, which is not terribly far from Whiteface, is that due to the wind, the wind blows over Whiteface, which is why there's such drastic climate change up there. Yes. Versus other mountains in which the wind kind of circumnavigates the mountain. Which is why we were looking at it and it was clear. And then 20 minutes later, it was in a cloud and it was unbearable. And then when we went into town later on today, it, it was, was clear, clear again. again. Yep. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, there is your brief history of Marble Mountain and Whiteface. Wasn't it the steepest or the largest... Ski it line? is the largest abandoned right ski line east of the Mississippi. Yep. Um. Yeah. This was does this was a major project that just didn't work out. This was supposed to be like the premier ski location on the East Coast. Yeah. And it just didn't work. And Whiteface also, when they moved it, was supposed to be the premier ski location on the east coast and it's a hell of a lot better and a lot of people enjoy it i think it still is considered because the olympics were there yes and because of how steep some of those lines are but if you ask skiers and you know several now um they whiteface is not as popular as vermont or maine because the winds yeah a lot of 
Not a lot. I mean, some of the snowboarders I know, they don't like Hunter. They don't like White Face. It's North Facing. It's East Coast, so it's more icy than the West Coast lines. So, And if you listen to 46 of 46 with Mr. James Appleton, his White Face episode, he was complaining about that. He was like, why do people go to Vermont? Come here. This is great. Well, that's why people go to Vermont, because it's the conditions are better. Right. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you are a schemo person, a ski mountaineer person, um, a snowboard mountaineer person, climb up, bring your, your skis or your snowboard, and ride down marble. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's I'm not doing. sure the other hikers would like that, but if it's clear... If it's clear. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, now we can talk about our other... It's now official. We've done it twice, so it's a hobby. <laughs> our <laughs> other hobby, much to Mrs. Cranky's... Oh, not another one. <laughs> hobby. This is another expensive one. That we picked up. You have been wanting to try this for... A few years now. A few years. Okay. I really just started to hear about this the last couple of weeks, but a few years. Yeah. Um, I took one ski lesson in my life, and that was in college because a couple miles from my college in northern New Jersey is one of the few ski slopes in New Jersey, Campmore. So, Camp Gaw. Campmore is the outfitter. Camp Gaw is the ski line. I always fuck those up. Camp Gaw Mountain. It's the heat. Mrs. Cranky is... Listening. Listening. Yeah. It almost sounds like there's somebody down there. Yeah. There, it's the heat. Okay. Yes. We can leave it in. <laughs> there will be no <laughs> There edits. may be a ghost in our Airbnb. There may be Neil downstairs in yes. our Airbnb. <laughs> Anywho. I took one lesson there and it was downhill. And I liked it. And that was kind of the end of that because I got into other shit. So anyway, I said, well, ski lift tickets are very expensive now. They're over $100 a day per person. So I'm like, well, why don't we try backcountry or cross-country skiing? So finally, yesterday, we decided to give it a shot. So Cascade Cross Country Ski Center. Not Center, thank you, not Resort, because they have very little facility. <laughs> um, center rented. It's very, it's very affordable to rent. Um, Twenty dollars for your ticket to go in, and then fifteen for to rent. The, yes. So they hook you up. We went in knowing nothing. We ended up getting backcountry skis, which yes. have a steel edge. Go back and listen to our episode with Jonathan Saharik, who explains this in more detail. Um, and we were away. Uh, we were like newborn fawns at first. <laughs> I still have trouble getting into the goddamn things, <laughs> but they I have felt like five times. <laughs> they have a very extensive trail system. You fell like five times. I fell once, but it was really bad to the point where people were asking you, is he okay? Like, what <laughs> is happening? I couldn't get up. 
<laughs> so people were asking, is he okay? Like, what is happening right now? And I decided, like, we'll watch some YouTube videos to see how I get up. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we went back today, and we tried actual cross-country skis, which are lighter. I didn't <clears throat> like them as much as the backcountry, did you? I didn't like them as much as the backcountry, but I was far, we improved a lot between yesterday and today. Yeah. Like, this is a hobby you can pick up within a couple of days. Pretty easily, yeah. So the cross-country skis, since they're lighter, um, you're faster on the downhills. Not that the downhills are, like, a lot, but there's a couple, and you are, the cross-country skis do better with that than the backcountry. But the backcountry are sturdier, you feel more stable, we liked those better. So, yeah. Um, there is a place in New Jersey, um, actually probably the only cross-country ski center in New Jersey is at High Point. So, we are making plans to return or to go there for the first time and return to cross-country skiing in a few weeks so uh techniques my i realized today my mountain biking shit helped really a helped. lot with this it did. so um with the balance so when you are mountain biking going down mountains you are standing up you're putting your you're leaning back so your ass is over the rear in extreme situations your ass is over the rear tire but you're counterbalancing by leaning back you do the same thing to a lesser extent but the same thing going downhill on skis which is pretty awesome so my mountain biking shit helps um i made the same damn mistakes <laughs> as when i mountain bike as i did today not looking where i was going to but looking down at the skis i quickly corrected that yes and then trying to over control sometimes you just gotta let gravity do its thing yeah, I definitely tense up when I'm going downhill. Yep, and that's not good because then you are not moving, you're not using your, and you just fall over. So, but it's more of a running stride than a walking stride. Yeah, when you are flat and you're glide, which we kind of got down today. We did much better today with the gliding. Right. So, um. So yeah. That it has been a very, I don't think my legs have worked this hard maybe ever between the two rounds of skiing and yeah, the, um, today. the intense mountain, but yeah, I feel really good. Mrs. Cranky, come on over here. All right, then speak up so the people can hear you. What did you think of the town of Lake Placid? I, it has the potential to be lovely. Um, there were about 8 million too many people in the <laughs> middle of town. To be fair, it's President's Day weekend, and it is a holiday weekend while the Olympics are going on currently. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was going to be packed. But as someone who hates the crowds and tends to have panic attacks in the middle of too much, too much, it was, it was too much for me. Um... And it snowed, which it's not, it snows. But the, the roads and the parking lots and the sidewalks were in horrible condition. And I don't know if I, I'm, I'm from Northern Jersey. We're used to that being salted and taken care of, at least in the public spaces. And that's your main drag, that is your tourist attraction. That is your, hey, look how awesome we are. 
the 1932 fell. and 1980 Olympics. I almost fell yeah. on, on the sidewalk where there were thousands, maybe thousands of people over the course of this whole weekend. It, 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 seems, it seems odd to me that there was no infrastructure because they don't want it. Yeah, uh, Main Street, Lake Placid was a hot mess today. Um, yes. Like Mrs. Cranky said, there was no salt in the municipal parking lots. There was no salt down on the sidewalks. Someone could have slipped and probably did slip at one point and went down. I slipped. You guys missed it, but my foot came out from under me real quick when we were crossing the street, and I almost just ate pavement. Yeah. So this is a cute little village that has the infrastructure of a cute little village, but is a world-renowned tourist attraction, so that's a problem. I did get some, like, a popcorn. Shopping. There's, there's yes, there's, there's a cute real... bookshop. I mean, there are some lovely. If just don't go peak season, go off yeah. season. Maybe even go in the summer. Where did we have shopping. delicious duck wings and nachos? That was at the Adirondack Brewing Company. Um, again, overcrowded, but very nice. Adirondack Brewing Company recommends. Rocks and Roots recommends the Adirondack <laughs> Brewing Company. So, and a special shout out to Miss Cranky because. She hates the cold. Yep. She hates winter sports. Yep. And she has spent the last two days in a cabin in the cold while we have been off doing winter sports. So thank you. I love you. Yeah. Check out my awesome that I uploaded to the TikTok. I have made fire with a ferrisium rod. It's Inside. fucking cool. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uploaded this awesome video. I, I did really well with you the, did. the jute twine. Um, you process it, you pull it apart, you make it really fine. You put it underneath, you do your log cabin structure, and then the ferrisium rod. So I uploaded this awesome video, and the comment I get was, well, it's not outside, you're still inside. <laughs> but yes, you are right. Doing it outside under conditions will be the test. Practice inside so you're ready for the outside. Yes. Very Someone good. Just blow on you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're that hot, you start fires by blowing. No, because it will simulate outside. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> there okay. yeah, it out. Mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, the boyfriend was missed. That's okay. about it. All right, thank you for tuning in. As per standard, follow us on the gram, rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. On the TikToks, which is rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. We have a Patreon, folks. Please help us out. Give us a dosh or two. It's much appreciated. We are also on the YouTubes every episode, um, the past couple of episodes. And onward is on YouTube as well. Sick of the socials. And uh, leave us a review um, on the Apple. Leave well, us a star or two. We'll probably maybe have an episode before then, depending on whether we can get a guest. But our next hike will be <gasps> in the Whites with Tina. Yeah. We are planning on Mount Adams. That's right. Super so stoked about that. Anything else, sir? That's it. Alrighty, y'all. Catch you later. Ciao.